And that whole bowl with a Southern Twang show is back. Coming to you something like live out of San Antonio, the 726. Of course, I'm the host, Joe Madness. So, big show today. Big show. Monstrous. You know, I just want to start off by saying the last episode, I just, I don't know, I titled it Boring, Don't Listen to This. And I just want to say literally nobody listened to it. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't mean, hey, you know, it's really, it's really fucking boring, you guys. But if you guys took me serious on that, whatever. I'm not, I'm not hating on that. You know what I'm saying? So now that that's out of the way, I just got through listening to this interview. It's on Vlad TV. This guy does interviews on YouTube. You know, and I hate dropping people's names. I really do. I I hate it. But this guy has some amazing interviews. And I don't usually use words like that to describe things. Because I kind of feel like I I told my my girlfriend, you know, I told Angel. I was like, hey. Because she was saying something to describe something. And I was like, you're using all these big words. You know, I heard this on... uh, a Louis C.K. skit. You know, the comedian? You know, he recently got in trouble for uh, whipping his dick out lots of times many years ago. And he's done it over the years, just whipping his dick out in front of women. I don't know why he did it, but he did it. Anyways, um, he's a, he's a really good comedian. And he's always made me laugh. I don't, I don't know if uh, whipping your dick out is the worst thing you're going to do to a female... You know what? It's not that bad, I don't think. But taste their own, right? Everybody's got their own opinion, their own viewpoints on things. So maybe it was really bad. Anyways, so this guy has a as a skit. He has a bit where he's he's saying that people overuse, you know, vocabulary in their everyday talk. They use amazing. They use uh, wonderful. They use all these big words to describe little things like, hey, you know what? That burger was so amazing, you know? And he was getting to the point where he said, what if the birth of Jesus happened to you or like happened right in front of you? Like you were witnessing this God. I mean, I don't believe in fucking religion or anything. I'm just... Using what he said to do, to get my point across because it's it's very true. It really is. What if you were witnessing the birth of a god right in front of you, and you've already used the word amazing to describe a fucking hamburger? So, what word could you possibly use to describe what is happening right in front of you? What you're witnessing? You know, you're witnessing witnessing this God being born. Like, what word would you use? I mean, you already used amazing to describe a fucking hamburger. So, like, what other word would you use? You know, I can't even think of any other words, but... You get what I'm saying, right? Like, it it was fucking hilarious. (laughs) 
So, yeah, this guy, D.L. Hughley, I'm not going to sit here and put him on a pedestal. Because before I watched this interview, like I was even debating whether or not to watch it. Because I've never been a fan of his stand-up. I just don't think he's funny. You know, I think his voice is annoying. I think a lot of the things that he says in his stand-up is just, I don't know, I don't, I don't find it funny. I mean, obviously people love him. He's made a lot of money in the business, you know, of stand-up comedy. But when it's come to me actually watching any of his stuff, I just, I don't know, I just wasn't, I wasn't amused. I did not enjoy it, you know, just, just being straight up. But I took a chance and watched this interview on Vlad TV, which is on YouTube. I highly recommend you watch this. It's it's pretty lengthy. It's it's about two hours. But this guy, he's, he's just so, I don't know. He's really outspoken. He's really uh, well-spoken. He has a lot of viewpoints and a lot of things that are out of the norm that I would say many of of you guys would probably be like, oh my gosh, did he just say that? But, I mean, there's a lot of truth, you know? A lot of things that we hear, you know, in everyday talk, <clears throat> sometimes we're just, we're quick to judge. We're quick to be like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to hear that. No, you know, block it out immediately. Because it makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel icky. It makes us feel stuff that we don't want to feel. You know? And that's understandable. It really is. But, you know, I think when you learn to acknowledge things, when you learn to take things in and really think about what is being said, instead of just prejudging things, then I think that's a form of evolvement, you know? Like, you're evolving as a person, you know? The species as a whole would evolve. You know, if they... If we embraced, you know, opening our brains, opening our minds to what people are really saying instead of just prejudging everything, you know? Prejudging the fuck out of everything, right? Now, obviously, there's a lot of stupid people out there that don't want to talk. You know, the way they speak, it's just a turnoff. It's just like, nah. Like, why would I listen to you? You don't even know how to use words correctly. You know what I mean? I always think it's better to... I think it's always better to oversimplify things if speaking is not your, your strong point, right? I think it's better than to oversimplify things than to use words that you do not even know what the fuck they mean. You just read it somewhere like five minutes ago. You just heard it and you thought it sounded really cool. You know, but you're dropping it here and there. You know what I mean? I think it takes a little bit of time to really understand a word and then be able to implement it into your everyday vocabulary. Right? It makes sense. Just like everything else. Just hearing this guy speak, hearing him, you know, express himself, his viewpoints on life, on what he's been through, on how he feels about certain topics, you know, it just, I don't know, I I would say it kind of blew my mind, it made me feel a certain type of way, you know, and that doesn't happen every day, it doesn't, 
I can watch I can watch a million interviews and not feel that. You know, because there's not a lot of people out there like that, you know. You know, I I didn't feel it as much with Airy Spears, you know. You can find it as, you know, on the same same YouTube channel as this D.O. Hughley interview, right? But Airy Spears is the same type of guy, you know. I kind of feel I kind of feel like like I see myself in him, you know? Because they're very outspoken. They say shit that nobody else would say because they don't have the balls to say it. Now, there's a, there's a double-edged sword with that, though. With that ability to be able to say things that you feel, that you believe. To be able to speak those things. And first of all, you know, when you do possess this ability... You know, you you soon or later, sooner or later, you you start to realize that there are consequences to saying these things, you know, sometimes, you know what, at the beginning, you don't give a fuck, man, you really don't, you really don't give a shit, sometimes you, you start to acknowledge that there are consequences, but you still don't give a shit, and you grow up and you end up like me, you know, you end up fucking with nothing, you end up uh, trying to scrape by. You end up trying to claw your way up to the top. And it really is the road less traveled. I would not recommend taking the road that I have taken and that many of us have taken that are like this. But I guess there's some some sort of sense of pride in being able to say you you did it your way right? You didn't compromise your beliefs. You didn't compromise yourself to get or try to get where you want to be in life. You know, you didn't suck dick. You didn't get your, your ass pounded. You know, you didn't, you didn't do any of that. You didn't kiss ass. You, you fucking, you stood toe to toe. You looked the beast in the eye and you said, fuck you. I'm going to do it my way. And I tell you what, man, I'm, I am a living, breathing example of that, and it is not easy at the least. It really is not having a fucking mouth like I do, you know, saying shit without even thinking. I mean, a lot of people may say it's ignorant. They probably are right. There's a lot of things that I speak on that I'm fucking ignorant on, but I'll I'll speak on anything, you know, if I find later on that I feel like I'm wrong. You know, that I said something wrong, I will fucking admit it, you know. And there's not a lot of influential people out in the world, I believe, um, that can influence people like me. You know, but after hearing this deal, Hughley, I mean, he's been on a lot of shit. He, he's a really well-known comedian. I don't know if any of you guys listening right now know who the fuck he is. But if you don't know who he is, I just kind of give you a little background you know, he's been on Comic View, which was really big on BET back in the day. You know, he was the first host, first guy to ever host this show. Uh, basically, it was a ho- uh, a show about um, where they put up, you know, stand-up comedians. Mostly, you know, people, you know, were predominantly black on that show. Not a bad thing. I mean, BET is black entertainment, right? That's what it's called, I believe. Unless they change the name, I don't know. I don't know if it's still around, is it? I don't know. 
it seems like MTV is just bullshit now. It used to be all about the music. And then halfway, you know, in my teens, it just turned into, hey, reality TV. Hey, um, <clears throat> look at this stupid shit, you know, like, yeah. When I was growing up, man, MTV, you know, music television, I think that's what it stands for. Still, if they have not changed it, I don't know. I don't really watch TV anymore, but you turn that bitch on, man, it was, it was fucking nonstop music videos, that's all they ever played, that's all they played, they talked about music 24 hours a fucking day, that's all it was, you know, they had shows dedicated to music videos, they had shows dedicated to music, the artists, all that shit, you know, and then sprinkled in between all that crap, they had Beavis and Butthead, you know, I grew up watching that, you know, I thought it was funny, I thought it was uh, interesting, I thought at times, I thought, well, what the fuck is this, but I still watched it, kind of like Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy was some savage ass shit, it wasn't on MTV, but it was on Nickelodeon, which is a kid's channel, which doesn't make any sense, but I guess that's, you know, neither here nor there, right, but Daria was also on MTV, you know, I watched that sometimes, I Many a times found myself wondering, like, why am I watching this? This bitch is so depressing. But at times she was fucking hilarious, you know, just kind of little tidbits here and there that she fucking said, right? But yeah, this guy, just going back to this guy, um, like I said, he hosted, he was the first host of Comic View on BET. He was on the, the Kings of Comedy Tour. You know, with Cedric the Entertainer, um, Bernie Mac, you know, uh, fucking the other guy. I can't even think what his name is, but yeah, he was on there. I, I, like I said, I've never found this guy funny, like at all. You know what I mean? Like every time I've seen him, I've always flipped the fucking channel. You know, I've never thought he was funny. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I ever thought he was, you know, because like, why lie, right? Why lie? If you feel a certain way, just fucking tell the truth, man. You know, I do that all the time, and it gets me in trouble all the time, but... I don't know. I don't know any other fucking way to be. I really don't. You know, it kind of seems like a lot of times there are a lot of misunderstandings when... Uh, when you speak on things, and when you have a certain viewpoint. You know, sometimes people are thinking that you're... You're trying to say something that you're not trying to say. You know, or it comes off a certain way and you didn't really mean for it to. That's why I really hate text messages. If it's that hard for me to get my point across to somebody in person, could you imagine in a text message? You can't express emotion. What, with emojis? Fuck out of here. You can't express sarcasm. Unless, what, you put sarcasm, literally the word sarcasm in parentheses. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, so this guy, he's a, he's a famous comedian, you know, that's what he is, you know, he's been famous for a long time, um, whether you like him or you don't like him, I mean, he's fucking famous, you know, he's been in movies, um, but yeah, I was hearing him talk, he was talking about Colin Kaepernick, 
You know, everybody knows about him. The NFL just kind of gave him the shaft. You know, he took a knee during the, the national anthem, which I don't know, man. I mean, I won't even put my heart, my hand over my heart for that shit. I mean, I don't know. What, what does it really mean? This whole country's just been built on racism and bullshit, you know? I mean, I only live in this fucking country because this is where I was born. That's why. That's the only reason. You know, is it better anywhere else? I mean, I don't fucking know. I've never lived anywhere else outside of the U.S. I don't know. But yeah, he was speaking about how he boycotted the NFL. Like, he will not watch it because of what they did to Colin Kaepernick. You know, he was throwing out names of players that have done far worse things than kneeling for the national anthem. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's a big deal. A lot of people out there are like, oh, he's disrespectful to the veterans and people that have fought for this country. You mean the volunteers? Is that what you're talking about? The volunteers that chose to enlist and then were sent out to a fucking ho-ass war that these old people wanted them to fight. I mean, you look at a lot of wars out in history, man. A lot of them don't make any fucking sense. They just use propaganda. You know, commercials. They use the media. They use all these outlets, you know, to... To convince a many of people, and a lot of people fall for it, that this is what we should do. This is this is what we should do. That's why the military is so big, you know. You know, it's a lot of brainwashing going on there. So, for this guy to kneel for the national anthem, to try to express his views, to try to you know make his point clear, that there's a lot of fucked up shit happening out in the world. You know, and he, for one, is not going to stand for it. I mean, what I interpreted from it was, you know, he he heard about some shit going on in society, you know, with these cops fucking killing people. Just running amok, trying to do, you know, trying to run some shit, and they have too much fucking power. Doing all this fucking shit, and nobody's checking them. Nobody's checking them. Somebody tries to check them, they get fucking shot. They get fucking dealt with, you know? You know, he's on a national platform. He played fucking NFL football. You know, he played football, you know, in the highest fucking stage you could possibly fucking play. He's an athlete in America. He's fucking famous. I mean, when he takes a fucking knee for the national anthem, people notice. You know what I'm saying? So... That's what that's how I interpreted it. I didn't have anything fucking you know ill will toward him. I mean he felt a certain way and he fucking he busted his balls out and he fucking stood up for what he thought was right. I mean, how are you gonna hate on a man for that? I just I don't know, I don't understand it. So he spoke on that. He said he will not <clears throat> watch professional football. Till, you know, that man is given his his right due, you know, on that. Is basically what happened was all the owners of the NFL got together and they were like, you know what? This guy, fuck this guy. We're not, no, fuck him. He's not going to listen to us. 
We pay them how much money? We're the fucking boss. You know, that's that's pretty much what they said. Nobody hired this man because we're losing sponsorships over this shit. People are going crazy. I mean, I heard people talking all over the the internets talking about this. They were like, oh my gosh, that's so disrespectful. We're not we're not gonna fucking watch the NFL anymore. You know, all these people that are fighting for our country. Fighting against who, bitch? Like who are we fighting? Who's a threat to us? I don't know. Do you? <sighs> I mean, that's the problem with everybody. Nobody nobody thinks for themselves. Everybody just wants to be like, oh, I heard it on CNN. I heard it on the local news that these people are bad and that's why we should hate them. I mean, is that true? Is it? Because they're saying the same shit about Mexicans right now. They really are. I mean, I fucking don't like Mexicans for a whole totally different fucking reason than, hey, you know what? I'm coming across the fucking border illegally or not. Legally or illegally. I'm coming across. You know? That's not the reason I... I dislike people, you know? I have a lot of reasons I dislike a many of people. Are they right? No. But it's what I think, you know? And I'm a little bit fucked up. I mean, I'm a little bit fucked up, right? I'm a little bit fucked up. In the head. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. This is the only way I've ever known to live. So maybe a lot of things aren't right that I think. Or maybe they are. Who's the who's the judge on that? Is it you? Is it an actual judge? Is it a kid? Is it an, is it an old person? Is it somebody middle-aged? I mean, who is? Who's right and who's wrong? Right? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that believe in fucking religion, you know? Let's just go with Christianity, for example, you know? There's a whole debate right now going on with the Southern Baptist Church. There's not really a debate, but there's a whole big story about it. You know, there's there's a whole lot of shit going on. And the... Um, You know, in regards to molestation of children. You know, all these all these victims that have endured these heinous acts against them from preachers of the Southern Baptist Church. You know, have been speaking about this, have been speaking out over this for years. They've been going to the committees, the, the meetings that these fucking ho-ass churches have. I guess they have a board of directors or some shit. I don't know. I don't really know, right? <clears throat> but they brought it to their attention and they were like, hey, this is what's been happening since I was wee big, right? I need you to fix this shit because I believe in this religion. Like, this is my shit. You know, I believe in Jesus, I believe in this, I believe in that, I believe in the Bible. 
but I just don't want to get raped anymore. You know what I mean? I don't want to get molested. So do something about it. And did they do anything about it? No, they didn't. It continued to happen for decades and it still happens. <clears throat> the crazy thing is nothing, nothing ever happens when it comes to religion. Like these motherfuckers don't get in trouble. They don't. Why? Why is that? Are they protected? Who's the fuck? Who the fuck is protecting them? It's so insane. It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense at all. You know, you hear about it. You've heard about it happening since the beginning of time with these fucking religions. Religions, you know. It kind of, it makes you wonder... Why do people still follow these fucking religions? Why are they a part of this shit? I mean, is it is it the belief that one bad apple is not going to ruin the rest? Is that the belief? Because if you're not going to actively change it to where this is not happening anymore, if you're not going to take a stand against it, you don't really hear about this either on the media. You know, you you hear about it, but like, hey, you know what? Somebody got molested. Now, let's take a break, right? And they talk, a, they show like a McDonald's commercial or something, you know, and then, hey, until the next time it happens, right, guys? I mean, you don't really hear about it. You really don't. It doesn't really make national news, so to speak. They don't shove it down your throat like they do what? Veterans, you know, or whatever the fuck. Wars. You know what I mean? Or the uh, the stories about how charities out there are fucking helping the world or some shit. I mean, everybody knows that's bullshit. Charities don't fucking help nobody. <sighs> but yeah. People, unfortunately, I mean, a lot of people get molested, you know, but these, um, these people that are held in high regard and society there that are pastors, you know, preachers, you know, they have a, have an influence on uh, many of people. You know, I would I would say it is fair to say that, you know, as a whole, the people that are hearing them speak, that are in their presence, hold them to a high regard, hold them to to a standard, hold them. They have they see them in a certain light to where you could possibly say that in their eyes, these people could could do no no bad. They could do no harm. You know, so there's a wall that gets put over their eyes. These people that are following these these preachers and pastors that they're blinded. And these kids that are getting molested, that are getting raped, that are getting whatever, right? Whenever they try to speak on this you could imagine they get told to shut the fuck up. 
to never speak on it again, right? Or a lot of them are scared. <clears throat> like, who are they going to tell? You know, this fucking guy that's sitting there in front of everybody speaking to this whole flock, right, of people. You know, these people look up to this man, you know. They see him as some ki- some type of, I don't know, some magician. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. He's kind of like a celebrity or something, you know what I mean? It's kind of like Joe Olstein or whatever. You know, I heard him the other day say some crazy shit. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was just like, wow, really? I can't remember to save my fucking life, but... Let's say you were getting molested by this motherfucker. And you were to go tell somebody about it. Would they believe you? Would they? Because... This motherfucker is like a celebrity. So... If he's sitting there... Blessing the fuck out of you... Are you... Are you able to tell anybody about it? Are you? Is anybody gonna believe you? You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy's on fucking TV. He has a fucking TV show. He probably makes millions of dollars every year. He probably has sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this motherfucker has some serious pull. You really think anybody's gonna believe you if you sit there and you're like, Hey, you know what? Joe Osteen touched my penis. He rubbed on my vagina. You know what I mean? Like, really? I mean, that's got to be intimidating for anybody. So, anyways, just going, <laughs> going back to D.O. Hughley, right? So, yeah, he won't watch the NFL. You know, I think it's I think it's commendable, you know? You know, I think him taking a stance on the way these players are treated... When standing up for for the rights of others that don't have a platform to do so. And they get in trouble for it. You know, I think it's good that he did that. I mean, I also think, though, I believe, you know, when it comes to celebrities like that, you know, I don't know. I don't know his life. I really don't. I don't know if he was always like that or he he just recently became like that. Because I know for myself, I'm not I'm not fucking famous. I'm not. But I can't sit here and be somebody that I'm not. You know what I mean? If you listen to any of my podcasts from beginning to end, you know, from the beginning up until now. I've spoken on a lot of shit and And many of people listening to this, listening to me speak, listening, really listening to me talk on these, on these shows, on these episodes, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a fucking death sentence. It really is. You know, if you want to get fucking famous, if you want to, if you want to sit there and make money off of something. I mean, you don't do what I do. You don't. You don't sit there and shit on stuff. You don't sit there and talk about stuff that nobody wants to talk about. You don't. You don't have these. Um, you don't have these viewpoints that society is against. You know what I mean? 
You're not outspoken. You don't say shit that makes people uncomfortable. Because they, they won't put me on Nickelodeon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just for example. They, they won't put me... I don't even know if they'll put me on the fucking radio. I mean, do I deserve to be? I think so. I have an amazing fucking voice. I wholeheartedly believe I can do this fucking job better than anybody on the fucking planet. You know? If you if you want to have a fucking show out there, you need somebody. You need a motherfucker that'll talk. That'll fucking talk about anything on the fly. That'll be fucking interesting. That'll be hilarious. That'll be entertaining. Why would you pass on me? Why? Because I, I talk about 9-11 and I, I say how I hate fucking the military. I, I say I hate old people. I say this. I say that. I mean, is that why? I mean, I've said it before. I mean, if, if me not being rich as fuck, if me not having success is because... <clears throat> Of what I say, of not censoring myself, of not speaking on things that makes people uncomfortable, not sticking up for people, or actually sticking up for people when nobody else will. If that's going to get me not to be fucking famous or fucking rich as hell, and I don't want it. I don't want it. I really don't. You know, because living is not... All about you. You know, I've said it many times. I mean, I'd love for my family, for me, my kids, future kids, to have everything and anything in the world, you know? But how how can I look at myself in the mirror if I'm just going to be fucking selfish as shit, you know? If the only thing I care about in the world is myself you know I have a fucking platform here to speak on things that nobody else will fucking speak on to open people's fucking eyes their mind to everything around them that they choose to close because it makes them feel uncomfortable you know I mean, whether you believe it or not, I've said this before, the boogeyman is fucking real. Bad shit happens in the world, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. The most uncomfortable of situations happen every day, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. Whether it's happening to you, it's happening to somebody you know, Or it's happening to somebody you've never even fucking heard of in your life. You know, I I feel like um, a lot of people do it the right way. And by the right way, I mean not be like, like me, you know. Not, not go against the grain, against the establishment, you know, against... Society, you know, what people would call safe, you know, a lot of people do that. 
a lot of a lot of people are safe coming up you know and i've i've noticed it i've read on it i've seen it in interviews documentaries and then as soon as they get fucking famous they flip the switch and they want to make change I was like, damn, you gotta you had to wait 15, 20 years, 30 years till you got famous. Till you had enough money in the bank to open your fucking mouth on things. I don't wanna be that way. I don't. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of fucked up shit that I say that you know a lot of people don't agree with. Sometimes I don't agree with it. It's just how I feel. Just how I feel. <clears throat> but there's a lot of shit too. And you can't, you can't take this away from me. There is a lot of shit as well that I say that is standing up for a lot of many of people out in the world. You know, there may not be anything I can do to help them, but just by talking on it, just by making awareness out in the world, by putting this thought into you guys' head that are listening. I believe I've done my part, you know, at the very least, at the very least. I mean, would I love to sit here and help everybody? I mean, yeah, I would. Even if I don't like them, I would. I would love to help everybody because nobody out in the world should be suffering. Nobody out in the world should be suffering. But but I can't. I mean, the truth is I cannot help everybody. I can't. I can't. I cannot. You know, it, it in a way it kills me to say this. It really does. It, it it kills me to sit here and say that I cannot help everybody. You know, sad enough, a lot of times I can't even help myself. So, how could I expect myself to help everybody? You know, how could I? But that that is the expectation I place upon myself. Because, I mean, if, if I'm not going to try, who is, right? Who is? On that note, now let's kick this shit off. And that hobo is back on the mic. So, ah, man, I fucking love this show. I fucking love it. You know, many times I've pondered whether or not I should fucking quit. You know, I have. I really have. But at the end of the day, the answer is always going to be no. I'm not going to fucking quit. You know, whether there's one person listening and that person is just me or if there's a billion. It doesn't matter. I mean, if I'm changing one fucking person's point of view, I'm bringing them into the light. I'm opening their brain, their mind into something they probably have not even thought about. 
you know, I'm dropping some real knowledge on these motherfuckers, you know. Then I've done my job. I really have. I I feel like sometimes instead of just worrying about the end goal of being rich as fuck, you know, you got to do some good along the way, you know. And part of that is to bring awareness about many of things to everybody. You know, whether that awareness is a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I kind of feel with the way I I think, you know, the, the things that, you know, like my viewpoints on life and everything. Um, I kind of feel like I'm bringing something to the table, whether people agree with it or not. You know, I I think as, as long as people are thinking, right, then that's a positive. You know, when, when people stop questioning everything, when people no longer question life, no longer question things in life, then we're fucked. We really are. If you're just going to go with everything that you hear, if you're just going to go along with everything in your life, no questions asked. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. You want me to do what? No, bitch. I got questions. I got lots of questions. Oh, let's get started on that, right? All right. So, fucking awesome intro to the show. To kick everything off. Now, let's go on to some more shit. So, on my list, I want to talk about retirement homes. I don't exactly know what the fuck I'm going to say about it, but here we go, right? Here we go. So, everybody gets old in life. Whether you want to or not, it just... It just kind of happens. You don't have any control over it, you know? Some of us age rather well, and other others of us look like we're 100, and we're only like 25. So it is what it is, right? Some people are dealt a better card than others. But... <clears throat> What I have noticed, though, you know, from hearing people speak, from hearing stories, from my travels, from just living, it seems like there is a common denominator. We all get old. And what happens when you get old? I mean, you either can take care of yourself or you can't. I mean, that's realistically what happens. Now, if you can, you know, whoever, who's the judge of that? Like, whether you can or you can't. You know, when I was working for Rent-A-Center, one of the craziest things I've seen. Now, I've seen a lot of crazy shit working there, and I'm going to speak on that later on in the show. But one thing I did see while driving, 
you know, at work was this guy, this old man, really fucking old, was driving on the wrong side of the road. And when I used to work there, I was pretty much a kid in my opinion, you know. I was probably about Angel's age. And if you think I'm fucking hard-headed and fucking savage as fuck now, you should have met me when I was younger, right? That's all I can say on that. But I didn't care about this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I just saw him and I fucking thought it was hilarious. He driving on the wrong side of the road. You can see his fucking face. Deer in the headlights look. Deer in the headlights. Did not know what the fuck was happening. What was going on? For the most part, in my opinion, he was incoherent, right? So, I didn't blink a fucking eye. I didn't bat a fucking eye for him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't give a fuck. Now, if it would have happened nowadays, I mean... I would say there's probably a 75% chance I would have pulled over and helped the motherfucker, you know? Even though I hate fucking old people. I mean... You know, it's just the right thing to do, right? I don't care who you are. I mean... If you see some somebody in trouble and you know they can't help themselves, there's no way they can fucking help themselves. I mean, you got to do something. Are you going to be part of the problem or the solution? Right? Believe it or not, there is a wrong answer to that. (laughs) I just, I can't be a part of the problem. I can't, I can't, I can't allow myself to do that. You know, fuck what I think. I mean, I can't be a part of the problem. You know, whether somebody needs help, don't matter what they look like, how old they are, what gender they are, it does not matter. I mean, you you have to try to help. I mean, the more you dehumanize yourself, the more you lose sense of that humanity that we all have inside of us. You know, you you just allow the coldness, the the fucking anger, the you know, just the, the horrible fucking way the world has shaped you as a person consume you. If you let that happen, I mean, there's there's no hope for any of us. It really isn't. I mean, part of being alive, part of being a person, is the ability to be able to. Have a heart. Have a sense of... (sighs) Have a sense of... Ability to be able to... Empathize. To be able to... Sense when something is wrong with somebody. To really see when somebody is in trouble and really... They need help whether they ask for it or they don't, you know? If you're able to do so, why not? Who is it hurting, you know, by helping? You know, is it going to put you out your way? Probably. But, I mean, it's the right thing to do, you know? It really is. You know, I think compassion is... Is something that a lot of us lack. You know, you see somebody, you know, walking on the side of the road 
you know, <laughs> they look like they're on their last fucking limb, you know what I'm saying, you see somebody fucking passed out on the, on the side of the road, you see somebody struggling, and, you know, the easy thing to do would be just to ignore the fuck out of it, everybody has done it, you know, everybody will continue to do it, but, I, for one, don't want to be that motherfucker. I don't. As easy as it could be, as easy as it may be to be that person. I don't want to be that person. You know, there's, there's so much fucked up shit in the world that why be a part of the problem, you know? So, we all get old. We all have to go through this. You know, um... <clears throat> Our body can be our own worst enemy at times. It really can. You know, once uh, once you get a certain age, I'm not really sure what that age is because I have not experienced this before yet, right? But I imagine you lose sense of your your ability to control your bowel movements, you know? Maybe you piss yourself on the regular. I don't know. I'm sure it's not your finest moments, right? When you do reach that certain age. And one of the things that most people can agree on is that death, the thought of death is a scary bitch, you know? Whether you want to sit here and try to be a hard ass or you don't. You know, I've accepted the fact that I'm going to die. You know, someday. Now, granted, I don't know when that day will be. But I've accepted it. You know, and a lot of people haven't. You know, I, I just, I think what scares the fuck out of me sometimes is just um, the thought that that time is going to come at the best possible, actually, which would make more sense here if I said okay so at the worst possible time in my life I'm gonna be in complete I'm gonna be in complete happiness you know that state of mind is gonna be happening I'm gonna be so fucking happy I'm gonna have everything in the world you know I mean I already have Angel you know I imagine I have a, have a bunch of kids and Everything is just going to be great. And then I'm just going to die. You know, that would be the worst possible time for me. Right? So that sucks. Now. <clears throat> you know, kids. Um, they have they have a lot of say on old people, you know. I mean, when you're older. Have you ever thought about how you treat your kids is um, it's going to be a reflection on how they treat you when you're, you know, at that age, right? Like, are they going to shit on you back for all the crappy shit you did to them, you know? You know, I, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, most people feel a sense of obligation to your fam- to their families, you know, I've never felt that. 
I've never had that thought ever. You know, I've, I've spoken on my childhood and the way I've grown up. And, you know, I think that has influenced the way I think now on that. And, um, it, it bothers me. It really bothers me because, you know, as cold hearted as it's made me today, I know it's wrong to feel this way, to not give a shit, you know, but I do eventually have to face the reality that my mother is going to die and it's gonna hurt like a bitch you know it's gonna hurt and I don't know how to deal with that I really don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to push through it or if it's gonna fucking kill me you know I don't because I've never experienced it before You know, my dad passed away early on, but I kind of felt in a way that he kind of made it easier to deal with since he left early on, you know, or he was forced to leave. Right. And he didn't come back. You know, he didn't come back. He didn't show back up. He could have showed up at the fucking door and been like, hey, how you been, son? Are you okay?" Is your mom treating you all right? Do you need anything? Is there anything I can do for you? You know what I mean? I think that would have been enough for me to be like, damn, you know, he really cares about me. You know what I mean? Did that ever happen? Fuck, no, it didn't. Never, never happened. You know? And my mother, I just, I don't even know. I don't know what to think about that shit. You know, just just taking into consideration everything that's happened since I was a kid up until this point. It's just like, I don't know, man. Was there food on the table? Yeah. Was I left without? No, I don't think I was. But I get I guess the mental abuse is uh the mental trauma, I guess is what what did it for me, I guess. So, you know, you can sit here and say you hate somebody all you want. You can have that hate living vividly inside of you, but I mean, that person's going to die. They're going to die eventually. My mother's old as fuck. How old is she going to live to? Because the last time I seen her, which was like six years ago, the bitch was walking around like Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? She was uncontrollably shaking her head, left or right. She was visibly in pain all over. And she was um, she was really emotionally unstable, to say the least. I mean, she's fucked. She really is. She really is fucked. I mean, I don't know if she's paying for something she did in her life now. Or if she just got dealt a, a bad hand, you know, or just like take a fucking take a number, you know, because I feel like I feel like I've I've been dealt a bad hand, too. But you can't you can't fucking 
<sighs> you can't fuel the fire on that. You got to move on. You got to try to do better. You know, whether it's hard or whether it's easy. I mean, you got to you got to do better. But just going back to what we were talking about, <clears throat> you know, from my experience, um, it seems like uh, people's children have a lot of influence on what happens to them in the future, whether they get placed in these homes or, you know, these retirement homes, you know, there's, there seems to be a difference. There's a retirement community where these people are not able to, to do anything for themselves, you know, and those are the sadder ones, right? Where they look sad as fuck and, you know, they're just kind of waiting to die type of shit. You know, they wake up, there's a schedule for them, they eat, they do activities and, you know, whatever, right? And they get a phone call maybe once a week if they're lucky from their loved ones saying, hey, I miss you. It's like, no, I don't. I don't miss you. I'm just saying that to make you feel better. You know what I mean? Is that fucked up to say? Probably, but it it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, at work, I hear all these fucking conversations from kids to parents. You know, I want to say 80% of the time, these children that these people have, they don't want to talk to them. <clears throat> they don't give a shit about them. They could give two fucks if they were alive. I mean, let's put this into perspective. Are they better of a people than I am? Does that make them better as a whole than me? Because I don't even talk to that bitch that gave birth to me. I don't. I don't talk to her. And I've said it a many a times why I don't. And I don't feel like I need to sit here and beat it into the fucking ground anymore, right? And I won't. I refuse. But... <clears throat> Does that make them better than me? To sit there and fucking make the effort, put in the effort to call their parents. Even though they don't want to talk to them. They say the same fucking shit, you know? Every single one of them do. Have you eaten? They sound annoyed as fuck. How was your day? They sound annoyed as fuck. What did you do today while they sound annoyed as fuck? Because you know what? In all reality, what they're probably thinking is, I don't give a shit. I'm just doing this because society says I should, right? I don't give a fuck about you. I really don't. But why don't they, though? Have they been treated the same way I was as a child? Were they? Or did they have it really good? I don't know. Who does, right? Who does fucking know? You having it good or you having it bad, it's... It's all up in the air for interpretation. Who's to say what's good and what's bad, right? Who's to say? But... I tell you what, though. The one thing I won't do, though, is make the same mistake that everybody else has made. Take my kids for granted, you know? I don't want to do that. I don't want them to ever feel like I'm abandoning them or that I don't have their best interest 
at heart. You know? You know, a lot of people sit there and say they have the best interest of the child, you know, in their head. But no, they really don't. I want the best for my child. And they sit there and they fucking smack the shit out of them. They talk to them like they're fucking stupid. They curse at them. They demean them. You know, I don't I don't want to ever do that. I don't want to ever do that. And I refuse to do it. You know, it's like, if you're going to speak to them that way, if you're going to put your hands on them and shit, and then you're going to turn and return and return, wonder why they treat you the same fucking way with disrespect. I mean, fuck you out of here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I help make you. Like, <laughs> why would I want to treat you that way? You're part of me. I'm part of you. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not. I I could never possibly understand why you would want to hit your kid. Why you would want to verbally abuse them, verbally, physically abuse them. You know, any anything bad happening to them? That makes no sense to me. You know. So if you're a piece of shit and you treat your kids like shit, you treat them like shit over the years and they put you in a fucking home and they fucking talk to you like garbage and you get treated a certain way that's unfavorable, all I'm saying is don't bitch about it. Take it in the ass the way you should because you brought it upon yourself, motherfucker. You know, that's what I think. You know what's crazy? Um, there's those communities for retirement homes that there is no hope for them. Half the time, they probably couldn't even tell you what the names of the kids are, or who the president is, or anything really. But there are these other communities that are called independent living. You know, supposedly you drive still. Supposedly you still wipe your ass. So there's that. Supposedly, maybe you can still cook for yourself, you know? It's so crazy. It really is. It really is crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, I heard this phone call, you know, the other day. And the person talking to them was like, you know, there's a lot of people here that would want to want you here, that miss you. But you're independent living. So apparently this person that was talking to them could not even function by themselves alone. But the person on the other side could, you know. They still drove. They still had their own house, you know. I mean, it's like, fuck, really? Could you imagine that? You're getting older. I don't know. I couldn't imagine because I don't have any fucking friends, you know, but... You know, for for all you out there who, who do have friends, you're watching all your friends physically and mentally deteriorate in front of you. I mean, that's got to be demoralizing. I don't give a fuck who you are, you know? Maybe you grew up together, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. You've experienced life with these people, and 
all of a sudden you don't even know who the fuck they are anymore because life just did them dirty like that you know what I'm saying man life is a cold bitch it really is you know when it comes to these retirement communities are they good are they bad I really I really don't have any of the answers but I don't know I guess when it comes to your time and these retirement communities retirement homes whatever you choose to call them I guess at the end of the day you're just waiting to waiting to leave the world And we are back, bitches. 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 <laughs> so, I read this article the other day. Apparently, there was this guy that was delivering sandwiches to people's doors with bread, bologna, possibly cheese. I don't know if there was condiments involved. But, now here's the kicker, right? This is such a good deed you can do to people, right? For the community. Just go around delivering a bag full of bread and bologna. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't eat it, right? Be kind of strange receiving it, you know, that type of treatment from a stranger. Because, I mean, come on. Everybody, first thing everybody's going to think is, is it safe to eat, right? Is somebody pulling a prank on me type of shit. And very well you should. You should question. You know that. And amongst other things. You know but. Let's be honest with ourselves. If we're fucking starving. We don't have any other fucking way. And somebody drops this on us. More likely we're going to eat it. Right. I think we can all agree on that. I mean, if you're starving, if you haven't eaten in a long fucking time. Goddamn. There's not... I don't give a fuck who you are. There's not a lot of shit you wouldn't eat. You know? Whether that's good or bad. Right? I've been there. (laughs) Unfortunately. I mean, there's some shit I've eaten and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, fuck my life. Right? But it happened. And I'm still alive. So. Now the kicker with this particular situation is. You know the delivery service this man was offering to his community. Left everybody wondering what the fuck. Because as soon as they opened the bag. They could smell it. No it wasn't shit. These were pee-filled sandwiches. Like, goddamn. Like, why would you do that? And he was doing it every fucking night. Could you imagine? You get it one night and you're like, what the fuck? What is this shit? 
Then you throw it away, right? Like, what else are you going to do? Got to waste of bread. Like, some people were saying they were getting, like, four or five pieces of bread. And then they were getting, like, six slices of bologna. You know, but it smelled like piss. So, like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? And then you continue to do it every fucking night. You'd fucking put this stuff in a bag. And then you'd tie it to the person's door. And you would do it every fucking night. You know, it got to the point where this woman, she was like putting a camera outside her house to figure out who this fucking person was. And then she put a sign on the door. She was like, I see you. I have a fucking camera, dude. Guy, I have a camera. I was like, quit your shit. I've already reported this to the to the cops. Like, don't do this again, please. Like you're, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of your pee-filled sandwiches, bro. Like, quit your shit, you know? Could you imagine that? It was a joke I heard a while back. <clears throat> you know, it, it was... Um, you know, it was a take on the John, Johnny Appleseed story. You know, everybody's heard that story, right? But Johnny Appleseed goes around planting seeds for apple trees, right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't really even know the whole story. It's just some guy planting fucking apple seeds, you know, and then apple trees come out, whatever, right? Anyways, this comedian had a take on it where he was like, <laughs> there was this, these fucking condoms just fucking filled with jizz just all over the place. You know, this guy was just dropping his fucking used ass condoms all over the fucking place. Filled with jizz. Like, I don't know what the fucking punchline was, but... I mean, it just sounds fucking hilarious. You know? I don't really understand how you could get your jollies off of... These peed-filled fucking sandwiches. Like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, why would you do that? That's crazy. Could you imagine why somebody would do that? I can't, I can't, I can't imagine it. Like, why would you fill this bag up with fucking bread, bologna, for somebody to eat, and then piss in it? That's fucking crazy. And this is the type of shit that makes news. This guy's fucking face was on the news for this. So, yeah, that happened, right? Now, next thing I want to talk about was Rent-A-Center. You know, these rent-to-own places. You know, one of them's obviously Rent-A-Center. Then you got, like, errands, And then you got, like, here in San Antonio, they have one with, like, a baby on it. I don't fucking remember what it's called. They got several of them, though. Like, I think there's one called Buddies, I think. And they're all the same shit. You know, they're all fucking savage as fuck. Now, are they good or are they bad? I don't... I don't think you can go either way with it, you know? You know, I've heard of many stories about Rent-A-Center when I used to work there. You know, the managers used to have these home packages where the deal was 
<clears throat> you would rent somebody a living room set, a bedroom set, um, you know, kitchen appliances, all packaged together, and it would add up to like $10,000. Like, <laughs> that's what they would do. They would build these packages, right? And then, like, I don't know what, let's see. Let's kind of break this down for a minute. Um, let's say you get a TV entertainment center. That's what, like, I don't know. Nowadays, if you get something cheap, um, I want to say 600 bucks, maybe. Like a decent sized TV in an entertainment center. And then you add the couches, maybe another 700 bucks, depending on expensive you want to go with it so we're we're up at like uh $1300 and then you add a bedroom set you get the um the dresser the end tape or yeah no the nightstands two nightstands and then the mattress and the frame right all that shit uh, let's see that'll run you 900 bucks so we're at we're at 2100 i think and then you get like a fridge, a stove. That's gonna be, mm, I say conservative, conservatively, maybe a thousand dollars, right? So we were at twenty-three, I believe. So thirty-three hundred dollars, right? That's a, it's a good number. So the. The business itself would pay costs for this stuff, right? So it wouldn't instead of being thirty three hundred dollars, maybe they paid two thousand. You know, to have it in their store, and then they, in turn they're gonna build this package of all this stuff to give you one fucking price of sixty dollars, maybe a hundred dollars a month for all this stuff, right? But. I mean, that doesn't sound so bad, does it? And you don't give a shit. You're like, oh, oh my gosh, $100 a month? I could, fuck yeah, I can totally do that. But as you're going over the contracts with you, you're not even paying attention. Because you're so happy to have your house filled with all this stuff, right? Because before it was empty. Now it's filled with all sorts of stuff. You know, what you failed to realize was when the last payment is made on all this stuff, when you paid your last $100, you essentially have paid 10 G's for all this shit. And it cost them $2,000. And it was worth about $3,300. And you paid... Uh, about $7,000 more than what it was worth, right? Not even double. It was way more than that, right? Was it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, it was getting to the point. That that was a conservative conservative number, though. Some of these were like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 that they were paying for this shit. And it was only worth about $2,000. Nobody's ever spoke on this before, though. I mean, that's that's fucking criminal, man. It really is. And they got away with it. 
Now, when the heat was on, they had to do away with these home packages that they would call them home packages because you would get the living room set, right? Entertainment, TV, whatever. Couches. And then you would get the fucking the bedroom and then whatever other shit you wanted, like the kitchen, right? So, yeah, people were paying a lot of money for a long time, like the 90s, 2000s, you know. You know, it kind of seemed like up until recently, you know, things changed. You know, and the crazy thing was, a lot of these managers that were running these stores, I'm sure they still do in some type of sense or another. They were, they were banking off of this shit, man. They were pocketing a lot of this money. You know, because after after a few years, I mean, there's no value on any of this stuff. If they were to go ahead and repo it and sell it, it would all be profit. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> it would be illegal. I mean, could you imagine going to court over this shit? How much did you pay? Oh, I already paid like, you know, $7,000 and they still think, no, but you still owe like fucking $15,000 more. You know what I mean? I mean, that would not even hold up in court. They would be like, what the fuck? Really? You're doing what to this person? Fuck out of here. Your ass needs to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Don't even collect $200, bitch. You know? I mean, it's a lot better, I think, in a sense than how it was before, you know? I mean, if you're not able to get things that you would like, you know, in the uh, in the regular way by just going to the store and purchasing them, you know, you're not able to get credits to buy these items that you would like. I mean, th- that's an option, right? I mean, it's an option. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but... Just realize you're going to end up paying like three times as much as what whatever it is you got is worth, right? Just be okay with that. I mean, if you don't think about it too much, then you're all right. You know what I mean? You know, um, many times they they were selling things that were... They were rented so many times that there was no value left on it. Like, literally, the value was gone, you know, in the computer sense, right? Like, in a system, you know, there's a certain value. It's what the the store pays for it. And then, whatever they're trying to get out of it. So, once they get the amount that they're trying to get out of it, there's no value left in that item. So... If that shit gets repoed or returned and there's zero value on it and you turn around and sell it for like 500 bucks, that's all fucking profit, man. It really is. It's up to, it's up in the air for debate on what you could get for that thing, you know? If you can get a hundred, if you can get $500 for that motherfucker, you can pay the store a hundred bucks and pocket 400. You really could. Who's the wiser, right? 
I mean, there was so much shit that they would sell that did not have anything left on it. And they were making like 300 bucks on it. You know, and the fucking manager would do some shady shit, pocket some money. I mean, what are you going to do, though, you know? And then he would want you to deliver it for free. I mean, he already made a bunch of money. You know what I mean? You'd be like, motherfucker, I got other shit to do, bitch. But no, you would have to do it. You know, the the rent-to-home business is so savage, though. A lot of these people, they feel like they own it just because they have it in their house, you know? In all reality, they don't, but I think we could all understand that, right? You have something in your home, you don't want it taken away. Who does? You know, these people come to your home and then, you know, you have you have visitors over. And you feel embarrassed because they're they're telling you you owe them money and they're there essentially to collect. You know, when I was working there, I didn't have any fucking sense to me. I really didn't. I rode up to these people's homes. I didn't give a fuck. I was just like, where's the fucking money, bro? All right, well, I'm going to take it then. Then my manager would get on the phone and he'd be like, uh, just get five dollars for them, but dude, they owe like two hundred. Nah, just get five dollars. Cause it was better to have them on the books than not have them on the books because it made the store look bad. You know, didn't make any sense to me, but it made sense to him, and <clears throat> he was the one collecting those bonus checks every month, right? You know, when it comes to the rent-to-own business, you really got to be really tactful on how you handle certain situations, you know? Like, these people have visitors at their home, and you're sitting there trying to collect money from them. You know, it's embarrassing, you know? At the time, I didn't realize it because, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't realize it. But now I do, and... You know, I think a lot of the uh, hostility, a lot of the violence situations could have been avoided if I would have just understood that a little bit, you know? Hell, I even had this one time where this uh, this guy wanted to fight my co-worker because my co-worker gave his dog like a little energy bar thing because he didn't have any food, you know? He didn't have any water. He felt bad for him. And I was like, you know what, man? This motherfucker's gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna step in, right? You know, I didn't hit him. He didn't hit me. And I just kind of, you know, I just kind of blocked his shots. And, you know, that was it. Like, he fucking fucked off. You know, my co-worker called called the cops. And, you know, as soon as he heard the sirens, he fucking took off, right? He booked it. I was like, you know what? He's going to owe me one, right? So, I didn't mind. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I worked I worked a rental, rent-to-home business, you know, in, in Abilene. There was only one rent-a-center. Savage as fuck, man. It was, it was so crazy. I've never worked anywhere like that before. <clears throat> you know, I had to... Had to manage accounts, essentially calling people up 
reminding them that they had to make payments and then telling others that were really past due that we need the money, we need the merch, right? Then you would have to do sales and then you would have to do delivery and then you would have to collect all in one day. It's a lot of shit, you know? You know, I was a little bit nicer than my coworker. My my coworker was a white guy, you know? He's a fucking hillbilly. You know, we, we went to this these people's houses one day and he was donkey kicking the fucking door, you know? And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, they won't fucking answer. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what kind of amazing shit we get ourselves into today, right? It's going to be adventurous, you know? But yeah, I mean, that, I don't know. I think I grew up a lot working there. You know, I think I did. It was, uh, was an experience for sure. I think I learned a lot of things. (laughs) Oh, man. And that whole bow with a southern twang show is back in your life. So the other day I got off the bus. I walked to the other bus stop. And there was this guy sleeping on the bench, right? At the bus stop. I recognized him because the last time I seen this guy, it was like, hey, hey, bro, you want want a sip of this whiskey? I was like, nah, man, I'm good. Thank you. But that's the brand I like to drink because it's cheap as fuck. (laughs) You know? And... You know, I asked him, I was like, what are you, so what are you doing, man? Did you just get off of work too or what? He's like, I've been off a couple hours and I was chilling in my girl's house. I was like, all right, so I guess you're headed home now. He was like, yeah. So I remember this guy, you know, we had a conversation. I remembered him rolling up to this bus stop. You know, he was asleep. I was like, all right, I guess I'll let him, I'll let him rest. <clears throat> you know, and I was on the phone with Angel. I was, but she fell asleep and her daughter ended up, you know, picking up the phone. And I was trying to talk to her and, you know, she sounded happy and she's, you know, I don't know what the hell she says because she's only two, right? They don't really talk at that age, I don't think. But, um, but yeah, I, ever since she fell asleep, I was talking to her for like half an hour. I was just like, hey, how are you? You know, and are you having a good time? And hey, uh-oh, uh-oh. She likes saying uh-oh, so. You know, I was just, I don't know, I was just talking to her. I was like, hey, you know. I said hey like a million times. She likes saying hey. I was like, hey, hi, 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 right, hey. So... So the bus pulled up, you know, I saw, I saw I was pulling up and then I was trying to wake this guy up, you know, cause I was like, you know what? I kind of know him right a little bit. And I mean, I don't know his fucking name or anything, but so I kind of like kicked him, you know, we're not really kicked him, but you know, just, 
you know, was, I don't know, um, um, I guess I was kicking him in the leg, you know, trying to wake him up, and then I pushed him with my hand on the shoulder, and his son bitch wasn't waking up, he might have been dead, I don't fucking know, I really don't, I was just like, you know what, man, I gotta go, I tried to wake you up, so, tried to do you a solid, you weren't waking up, I mean, what are we gonna do, I just, I gotta go, I'm hungry, you know, I got shit to do, bro, so, I don't know, I just thought it was funny to talk about, so, I, I bought a scratch-off ticket the other day, because, I can't remember why, something happened, and an angel was like, you should buy a scratch-off ticket, it's your lucky day, I was like, alright, I guess, and I remember I had some cash, so, the next day I bought, <laughs> the next day, right, my lucky day already passed, apparently, so, the next day I bought a lotto ticket, I, I spent $5 on it, and it said at the bottom, it said, you know, grand prize is $100,000, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win that, you know, and then, you know, just all nonchalant, you know, like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna win it, no doubts, no doubts about it, you know, you know, the thing with lotto tickets, you know, I mean, I've won big over the years, mostly on the $10 ones, I can't remember what they were called, but I used to get these $10 ones, and the most I ever won on that was like $650, $650 off of 10 bucks. and I was like, wow, this is crazy, you know, there for, there for a while in Dallas, every time I would get in a jam, <clears throat> you know, where I'd spend too much or something, and then I would have enough for something, right, like gas or food or something, I would always go to this one convenience store, and I would buy a lotto ticket, and I would always win like $50, $100, 200 bucks, something like that, you know, every time I, I was in a jam, I'd fucking win money, you know, so, I don't know, I don't know what that has to do with, I don't, I don't think it's luck, I, I don't know, I really don't, but, maybe, uh, maybe Jesus, Jesus is watching over me, you know, because I'm I'm a really big follower on Jesus, you know, and his beliefs, <laughs> right? I don't know, whatever. Fuck that motherfucker. But <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. Anyways, um. So yeah, you know what? Some things I sometimes what I like to do with lotto tickets. I like to, I like to put them away, I like to store them, you know, and thinking while I'm storing them, then I'm $100,000 richer at that point in time, you know, without even scratching it, and I feel like if you don't scratch it, you just have the belief that you're fucking rich, that when you go to scratch it, you will be, never, never has fucking happened ever, you know, Obviously. Sometimes I don't scratch lotto tickets for like weeks. The most I've ever gone without scratching a fucking lotto ticket is like a month. Oh, look at that. Angel's calling right now, but I will have to call her back because I am recording. So, yeah, the most I've ever gone without fucking scratching a lotto ticket that I bought is like three months. 
And when I scratched it, I didn't win nothing. How fucking awesome is that? So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's fucking sad as shit. You know? You know, the last time they had the Powerball, I wholeheartedly believed, like, uh, what was it? When it was like a billion dollars and some change, I wholeheartedly believed I was going to win. Like, I didn't have a doubt in my fucking mind. Like, I, I didn't even... I didn't even look at the drawing and, you know, whenever it happened. I didn't stay up and look for that shit. I was like, you know what? I'm already a fucking winner. So, I don't have to listen to it. I can just verify it in the morning. And I didn't even verify it in the morning. I verified it like three days later that I was not... <laughs> that I was not a winner. That's how much I believed in myself, you know? Why do I think that way? I don't know. I really don't. I have no fucking idea. It's crazy. It really is. I don't know why. Like, when did I ever start thinking this way? You know, as a kid, my mom would make me scratch lotto tickets. And from my understanding, probably about 80% of the time, I would scratch a winner. You know? That's why she would have me scratch them. And I I think when I didn't win, I remember the mood wasn't as great as when, before I scratched it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to tell her I didn't win nothing. Like, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, when you don't win, you're a fucking moron. You're a piece of shit. You're all this horrible stuff. You know? Well, it's like, bitch, scratch it yourself. You know? Why did you have me do it? On that note, let's uh, move on to the next thing. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about before we go to the conclusion of the show is what's up with school, man? What's up with it? You know, every time I go on my way to fucking the bus stop, you know, I pass by this little sidewalk that leads to the fucking the high school. There was always, I think the last time I passed by it, there was like 30 kids chilling there having a fucking party. And it was like 1130 in the morning. It's like, bitch, they don't have open campus. Take your fucking ass to school. Like, what are you doing? And nobody says anything. You know, and a lot of you motherfuckers listening right now are like, well, you know what? I used to skip when I was in high school. Well, yeah, bitch, look where you're at now. Are you a CEO of the company somewhere? Are you president of the United States? Are you making over $100,000 a year? No, no. Is the answer no? Okay. All right. Well, is that what you want for the future? You want these motherfuckers not to try to learn anything? Not to try to succeed in life? I don't. I don't want that, you know? But it's not exactly easy to go up to these motherfuckers and be like, you know what, take your punk ass to school, you know? You know, I think uh, I think child molesters and fucking, you know, pedophiles have made it hard to do anything in life. Around kids and children that are not of age. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even do anything. Because 
What if they drop that shit on you? You didn't do a motherfucking thing, right? You didn't do anything wrong. You're just like, take your little punk ass to school, you know? Quit having meetings outside of the fucking school. So, yeah, I'm just like, whatever. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's not even worth it, mys. I mean, if something bad can happen to me, then fuck, man. Do I give a shit? I mean, if their parents don't give a fuck to make them go to school, why should I care? You know, I would only care if I could be able to do something about it, but I'm not able to do anything, you know. I just think it's crazy how these fucking kids like they just think it's awesome to skip skip school every day. And I mean, you could show them anything. You could show them everything. What their future could be like. And they, they would still fucking do it. They would be like, oh, I'm not going to end up like you. I'm better than you. It's like, really, bitch, you are? Okay. All right. Holler at me in 10 years when you're working at fucking Walmart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I mean, it's, it really is um, disheartening and discouraging. But, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You know? You know, when you're at that age, when you're a teenager, you're not going to fucking listen to anybody. I mean, your best guess of who a teenager is going to listen to is as good as any, anybody's, you know. I couldn't tell you who I would fucking listen to when I was a teenager. It certainly wouldn't be my parents. Does, does going to the fucking college, does that make you better in life than somebody who does not, you know? There's a lot of famous people out in the world that don't even, didn't even graduate high school or maybe they got a GED or something, you know? And they wait, they make way more money than people that are supposedly educated. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't know. I think if, um, I think if I had a child that I was trying to bring up in the world, maybe maybe they were mine or maybe they were somebody else's and I was helping raise, I would, I think I would definitely recommend them to do, you know, try to do good in school. <clears throat> try to pursue further education as far as college. You know, and it's something that, that makes sense, you know? You know, I, I kind of feel with um, the future, you know, computers is a big thing. You know, the medical field is a, is a good thing. People are always going to be fucking dying and be sick, right? I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. <laughs> right? Come on. Fuck out of here if you think otherwise. Um, but wholeheartedly, I would... I would tell them you know if they were they were talented in something like I don't know sports or you know music or whatever art right I would I would definitely push them to pursue that you know especially if they loved it you know do something you want to do with life don't let don't let life take you by the balls I mean you know of course you got to roll with the punches and you got to endure some of the the heartache and headache of the world, but you know, if you're able to, if you're able to fucking 
you know, do something that makes you happy, you know. That's possibly something that can provide you an income that will afford you a nice lifestyle. Then fucking go for it. You know, chase them dreams. Why get stuck doing something you don't want to do? You know, you're going to be old as shit. You're going to be like, God damn, man, I should have just fucking did something that, that would make me happy. You know what I mean? So, definitely. I mean, I would I would recommend them. I would push them to do something that would make them happy. You know, I don't know if college is the answer. I don't know if not going to college is the answer. But what I do know is that we do have a limited amount of time alive in the world you know we don't have any control over when we go or how long we live you know those are facts that's that's the facts so you can either spend the the time that you do have in the in life miserable or you can try to spend it happy right try to be happy all we got in life are moments. That's all we have. We have our moments in life. You know, the, there are moments in life that we hold dear to our heart. And we're always going to remember. You know, I don't give a shit if you have a good memory or a bad memory. If you have a moment that's worth a fucking life, you're going to remember that shit. You know, and you can always go back to it. And it'll put a smile on your face. And that right there, that's fucking priceless. And everybody knows what that sound means. It's the end of the show. Don't cry about it. So... It's been a huge show. I think it's been very entertaining. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell everybody about this show. At least give them a chance to enjoy what you've enjoyed, right? Now, if they didn't like it, then fuck them, right? (laughs) So, you guys already know. I'm that motherfucker with the million dollar voice. It's that hobo with his southern twang show. You know, and the the only thing I want from you guys. I mean, I want your money. I really do. <laughs> but what I really want you from you guys. I want you guys to really get something out of every episode that I bring you. Because feel like there's something positive to take away from every episode. And I hope you feel that and I hope you see it. Because, you know, it only takes one person to make change in the world. It only takes one. You know, you can either be part of the problem or be part of the solution. Hope you guys really think about that. 
And of course, you guys already know what's coming. Right? <laughs> now, this is the best fucking podcast on the planet. Of course, I am the host, Joe Madness. And I'm out, bitches.